it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Slutsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 198. This is our fourth episode in our founder series, which is super, super exciting. And I know that a lot of the questions that you have about the different software that we've been exploring these past few weeks are going to be answered in this episode because the answers to these questions are going to help you see if you can really truly wrap your head around the software, if you feel that you can get on board with it, with the financial side, with the technology side, with the actual using it as a teacher and using it within your studio. Now, before we get into the episode, if you haven't downloaded the Make Money Teaching Music Online Guide, it's linked up right in the show notes. I would love for you to have it. So go ahead and click on that. Okay, now that I have that out of the way, the first question that I asked our founders is about the payment of the software. How much does it cost? Is there a free level, a free tier, a free trial? What does the payment side look like? And I started with this question because expenses are something that we always have to keep under control. And I thought this was a great place for us to start. You'll hear from Mike, then Sam, then Rebecca, then Eric. Here we go. So yes, we do have a free trial. A free trial is also when you register, you have seven days for free and then it kicks in. We have two different tiers, the 995 and then there's 1395. The 985 gives you, after the seven days are done, it gives you the access of one instrument and the whiteboard and all the audio features. And then for $13.95, you have all the instruments. And when you get an instrument, for example, if it's a piano, you'll get access to 1.8 terabytes of piano music that's available for you in the piano room. However, if you wanted to select a music room like a guitar room, you'll get two terabytes of sheet music that's linked to Songster. So you have all of these options. So each room has a designated set of music that's associated with it. So for the multiple instrument, for $13.95, you get the bass music, guitar music, the piano music, the ukulele music, the drum music. So you get the whole thing. And we also offer a free version, which is totally free. You get to utilize the options and features like the PDF sharing, which I was telling you earlier. But the one thing I want to make really, really clear about free versions is, and a lot of people take advantage of the free versions is, is it's great, but you got to think about why or what the company is offering when you get a free version. So let's take Zoom, for example. Zoom offers you a free version, collects all this information and data about that person, email, phone number, maybe sometimes address and all that information. And now you're part of this big email list that Zoom has, and they give you their their software you can use now for free, which is great. However, Zoom has to pay for all those servers to remain up while you're using their free platform. So how does Zoom make money to pay for it? They sell that information. Zoom actually was sued and they lost the case. And it was an international case where they had sold uh, people's personal and private information to others and they were compensated for it. Well, it was against the law because they weren't allowed to do that. So what Zoom did was when they were fined, they just gave a slight discount to all those people who are paying for their product. They couldn't refund somebody who was not paying, but all of your email, all of your personal information, that's out there all over. 
marketplace. So when people register for the Zoom product, although it's Zoom and they think it's for free, there is something that's happening in the background with all of your data. So if all of a sudden you start getting more spam emails or you get spam phone calls, this is a result of these big companies selling your free data. Um, that's why I like to say, you know, the small folks like myself and the people that do music virtual, virtual music lesson platforms like myself, we don't sell that data. You know, that's nothing that we do. Zoom is a much bigger entity and they have to because 300 million users to support that platform takes a lot of money. And in exchange, they'll sell your data to somebody else. And that's how they get compensated for it. So just be careful when you think about those Zoom free platforms for your student. I mean, we all have to capture information of the end user like the teacher because, you know, we have this product and you have to pay for it. We don't sell any of this information. In fact, our platform, I think, is the only platform that does not require anybody to register as a student. So if you're a teacher, it's one thing. Yes, you have to register because you have to create a room name. But we never, ever, ever ask for any information. And it's completely anonymous or anonymous for all the students. So you just put your name in and it doesn't even have to be your real name or your first name. People have put in Santa Claus or Elvis or Marilyn Monroe. It makes no difference as long as you can connect with anything you want to put in there. So we never even ask for any information. So we can never even sell any of that personal information, which we would never do that way. Yeah, Musi has a whole bunch of different options. So we do offer a free account. It allows you to do the video conferencing system, you know, so you can teach your lessons and it has a chat log so you can keep notes with that student. Um, that's completely free to use, more than welcome. We do offer a 14-day free trial on our pro account. So when teachers sign up, they'll automatically get that. Um, we offer a standard account, which is $14 a month, and a pro account, $24 a month. And then we do have institutional accounts, um, which are, they start, they're $25 for the admin, and then $20 per teacher. All of those teacher accounts are pro accounts as well, though. So it's actually sort of a discount. And then we offer custom uh, payments, subscriptions, and bundles based on what you need. So for different institutions, we might do custom pricing plans or packages. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of different options there. Um, the main difference between the standard and the pro is that on the pro side, you're going to get group rooms. So you can have 10 people in the room. Uh, those are expandable up to 50. So if that's something you needed, we can do that. Um, you get preloaded games, worksheets, activities, you know, and that's constantly updated. Um, you get some other tools like the announcements, so you can make studio-wide announcements, um, uh, lesson recordings, clips, um, and file uploading for your students. So there's definitely some perks to having the pro account, but the standard and the free account are more than enough for if you're teaching like a single teacher studio um, and you're just doing one-on-one -on -one lessons, you know, you can... You can get a lot out of those too. Yeah, so we kept everything really simple to start. Um, it's just a flat rate. It's $19.99 US dollars a month. And um, there's no limits. So you can have as many students as you want. It's free for students. Um, it's basically, you know, the, the cost of four lattes for a teacher. And um, uh, there is a 14-day free trial right now. But I do give out a ton of promo codes for um um, extensions on the free trial and discounts off the first month. We do have, uh, if you go to blinksessionmusic.com slash pricing, you'll see our three options. First is a free option that's going to give you access to all the online uh, features, the resource library, uh, a, a link to where people can join sessions with you. Uh, and that's going to give you five hours a week 
to be able to do lessons. So that gets you started. Then there's a paid next option. You just get unlimited, unlimited minutes. And then the, the pro plan includes all of our features, which is our, what we call our dashboard features, our scheduling, taking payments, invoicing, all those other things I talked about, uh, reminders, plus all the online stuff. So it's really, a, it's not just a, the pro version means it's not just an online system. It's a whole system to run your music business. It's really easy to get started with any of these pieces of software because as everyone has said, there is either a free trial or a free tier available. And I think that that's really important because it's hard to know if what you're hearing about and what you're reading about is really going to work for you and for your students without giving it a spin, without giving it a test drive. And there's one other thing that I want to mention about testing out the software and trying it out. I would encourage you to set aside a full week and to plan for that a couple weeks ahead of time. So if you're looking at trying out one of these tools, which as I say, I highly recommend, you know, go with the one that your instincts is saying to go with and say, okay, I am going to use this tool the second week of December or in two weeks or whatever the time frame is, but give yourself a little bit of a lead up time to learn about the software and also run it through your entire studio and let your families know, let them get involved in the process. Say, hey, I'm testing out a new software tool that I want to use for our lessons and I'm going to give you all the details and how to use it so that it's really nice and easy for all of us. Once we finish the testing, we're going to go back to the way we always done things while I evaluate the results and I will have a definitive answer in a couple of weeks. This gives you and your families a place to start. It gives you a place to experience the software and know that it's not like you have to say, okay, it's this way or no way. And you also are setting up the expectation that things might change and that you're giving everybody permission to give feedback and things like that. And with that in mind, my next question was to ask each of the founders what hardware, what computer, phone, tablet, electronic device do they recommend you as the teacher use, as well as how they recommend your students use the software. We'll start with Rebecca, then go to Eric, Sam, and then finally round out this question with Mike. Yeah, they can use anything. So um, we have a native iOS app. Um, from the app store uh, for iPhone and then as well as for iPad. And then our web app is used on Chrome, although recently we just noticed that Safari did an update. So it is pretty usable in Safari, minor a few um, things that we just need to organize there. Um, Android, we've had no problems with people actually using this on an Android app. Um, or not an Android app, but an Android um, device like a tablet or a phone, um, which is great. But eventually we hope to make an Android app as well. Yeah, super important because, you know, we're dealing with consumer electronics here and people are, you know, nobody's buying their their uh, students their own laptops to do this. So compatibility is big for us. We currently run everything in the, in the browser, but we are compatible on... Um, Safari on iOS, which is iPhone um, uh, and um, iPad, right? And then Android, 
Um, three, we support three different browsers, so all computers. Um, compatibility is a big thing. I would say 98% of our features are, are usable on all those platforms. So a lot of platforms might say, well, we're you can use it on the iPhone, but it's not really completely usable. So our platform, if a student is on a phone, they can do their homework on there. They can see you. Um, now, it's not, it's, it's not going to be as good of an experience, and we don't really encourage you to do, that, to do that, but that's the reality, and so we try to support that. So in our tutorial videos, we say, hey, you can do this on a tablet, uh, on an iPad. Um, you can do it on a phone, but we want you to use a computer because you know this is about you being successful, and you're not going to be successful if you don't have the best equipment. So we... Um, we really recommend you use something with a mouse or a trackpad so you can just have better control, like a computer over over the session. Pretty much anything. I don't recommend using a cell phone. Um, I guess you can do it if you really want, but the layout's really not designed for a cell phone. If you're teaching on the platform, it makes it very difficult to you know use the tools and really interact. But in a pinch, you can. Uh, but you know, iPad, tablets, laptops, computers, Chromebooks, any of that stuff, totally fine. Any browser is fine to use. I recommend Chrome just because Chrome is usually faster and has some um, alternate options when you're screen sharing compared to some of the other platforms. Um, but it's not a mandatory thing or anything. Students can use anything. It, it That does include phones. We have sort of specifically designed the student's system to work on a phone. Um, it's... Uh, available on any platform. You can also get an app for our platform, but that actually comes right from our website. So instead of going to like a Apple or Android or whatever you're using, just go right to our website and there'll be an option to install our app. It works on every platform, on every device, every browser, um, and you don't have to update it. So we do all the updates and then it just updates everything automatically. So it makes it really easy. People don't have to keep going back to the app store to update everything. We support every piece of hardware, whether it's a Mac or if it's a desktop, if it's a PC, if it's a Chromebook, if it's a MacBook, if it's an AirPod, iPad, and if it's an Android or if it's an iPhone, we support them all. Um, we do have the app. The app is also for free. But for the best experience, we really feel that Google Chrome on a browser, whether you're using a Mac, a PC, laptop, or a Chromebook, is the best experiences for the student and the teacher. Um, I will even go a step further, and for virtual music lessons, whether you're using Zoom or Rock Out Loud Live, super important to use headphones. And I explain to coaches and teachers that when you're talking and giving a lesson and you're playing an instrument, what's happening if you're not wearing headphones is your students' speakers are projecting what you're projecting to them back into their microphone, and the microphone kind of gets confused it kind of you know cancels each other out. So wearing headphones prohibits that from happening. So what I suggest, whether you're doing it on Zoom or Rock Out Loud Live, wear a set of headphones. And if you can you know invest in a $40 USB mic, we recommend the FiFind K670 mic. That's a $40 mic that'll make you sound like a million bucks. You plug that into your computer and you're you're off to the races with an amazing virtual music lesson experience. As you just heard, it is pretty easy to find the right hardware to run any of these pieces of software as a teacher and for your students to be able to come on board. My next question is a pretty easy one. What is the most popular instrument taught on your platform right now? I'd say piano because um, it's I'm a piano teacher, so obviously the platform is very um, piano pedagogy heavy. 
Um, but we do have some guitar features that um, teachers have uh, recently um, grown to love, I guess. Um, there are a number of teachers that are teaching piano and guitar and ukulele. We have a feature for that. So kind of trying to round things out, but definitely piano. Probably piano, uh, singing, guitar, uh, violin. Those those are the really the big ones on the platform. But it's kind of cool. Music has a lot of really unique instruments. Um, like there's tin whistle and bagpipes, uleum pipes, um, all these different unique oud, things like that. So uh, it does span the gamut, but piano and singing, violin, guitar is probably the, the bulk of what's on the platform. Well, it was it started out with piano, guitar, and voice, and then somebody from the Philharmonic mentioned us, and all of a sudden strings became a big thing, flute became a big thing, and then the orchestra found out what well, can it do cello? I think we're the only virtual platform that captures every every tonal piece of music played. So if you're really really low or you're really really high, nothing cuts out, and they really really appreciated that. So we originally had. Just the basic, you know, music lessons, which I thought was voice, guitar, bass, piano, drums. And then all of a sudden people started to use it and they said, well, I play violin. What do you have for violin? What do you have for cello? What do you have for flute? And we just created the voice room and turned that into a general room because that's the room that will pick up just about everything without having access to the sheet music. So if you use our generic general room, that can be done by any musician playing any type of musical instrument. So it's important to know that it started out just basically as the rock and roll instruments, but turned out and morphed into this thing that it's supporting so many different type of musicians. It's amazing the people are meeting with this platform. Well, obviously, piano and guitar are the biggest, you know, because that's what people want to learn. Um, so those are going to be um, the number one and then drums probably after that. Let's put it this way. If you are teaching any kind of music, whether it's voice or common instruments or unique instruments, you will most likely find success using these platforms. And because I feel that you will be successful, I want you to hear from our founders how they support their teacher community. We have a couple of different ways. Um, I personally do all the demos on Musi. So I get to meet most of the teachers that are coming onto the platform or at least a, a large amount of them, which is really, really cool for me to interact and meet people. We have a Facebook group as well for our teachers. It's a great environment for everyone to ask questions, meet each other. You know, that's where we will get feature requests and things like that. Um, we also have office hours. So every week we'll do, a, it's twice a week, we'll do uh, a, an hour where I'm just available on call so you can join into a video chat and ask questions work on you know see new features request things just chat whatever it might be um we also are doing seminars which are sort of like feature highlights so the first one of those is like how to use the whiteboard and it's a deep dive into the whiteboard things you might not know different tips and tricks and things like that um, and then i personally manage our chat support um, some people think it's crazy it kind of is, but it's. I think it's crucial to maintaining that connection with all the teachers and students that are on the platform. So if you go to our website and you use the chat support for technical help, it'll go right to my phone first. So I can respond to you. I can, and most of the time I know exactly who I'm talking to because I've met with them on a demo already. Um, so it's a great way of building the sort of the music community that we're, we're, we're working with. So Rock Out Loud Live has our Facebook community. 
Um, we send out, of course, monthly newsletters as well. And if there's ever an issue, they call us up. They have the ability to call us up. We set our hours on the East Coast. And we're in the East Coast. So between the hours of 1 o'clock and 8 o'clock Eastern time, they can reach out to us. That's like the bulk of teaching hours. That also helps the folks on the West Coast. And then on Saturdays, we have 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We have phone support, chat support, email support. And if people want to create a demo and they can schedule a demo with me, I can do that anytime. We also support the students. If the students have any problems, we usually get the teacher and any students that might have any challenges. We get them on as well. That's happened, you know, a couple of times. We have no problem supporting them because if the teacher and the student can't get that ultimate music lesson, then we failed, right? So our job is just to make sure we're there just as a resource. Getting into or helping people be successful, do online lessons. That's what we're about at Blink Session Music. And so having just started in July, we uh, we haven't launched what we want to do yet, but we want to, we plan on building a whole community um, with people sharing um, ideas, troubles, all those things, and a moderator and um, in, in collaboration with our YouTube channel to try to bring even more content. So what we want to do is... Uh, develop that community, but we, we're not there yet. <laughs> we're just in that launch phase right now. Yep. So I support them through um, mainly our Facebook group, which is called Team Musicology. And um, we, people can feel free to reach out with any questions or anything really at all, rec feature requests, or just, you know, giving a, a round of applause for the platform. <laughs> so that's, I'm always really responsive there. Um, uh, email as well to support at musicology.ca is a good way to get in touch with us. And um, yeah, we usually get back to you in about less than 24 hours, sometimes less than an hour. And to wrap up this session, I have one last question for our founders, which is other than the live lessons, what else can teachers and students do with your software? I really felt it was important for our founders to share a little bit more about what can be done within the software to support your students and for your studio management. So let's wrap up with these conversations and I'll be back with a few parting thoughts. With Musi, there's quite a lot you can do. We try to focus our um, sort of messaging on the fact that Musi is online, in-person, and hybrid lessons. So for us, that means that the teacher can use the platform with any type of teaching that you might have. Um, if you're teaching an in-person lesson, we actually have the in-person lesson room, which allows you to record your in-person lessons, share files, use the whiteboard, still interact with a lot of the tools that you might've been using for online lessons with your in-person students. Also creates continuity. So everything is always being stored to that account and the students can go back and reference it. Um, so same with hybrid, if you're teaching back and forth between the two different types of lessons, you can use the platform to seamlessly go transition back and forth. And that is all really important to the design and build of what we're doing. Um, of course, you've got your um, your practice room for the students. So you've got your metronome, you've got your tools to practice, your files, your chat with all your assignments. And then of course the assignment tool, which is now a special sort of environment for students to access all that material that the teachers are sharing to them. Um, you can schedule your lessons. Uh, it's all internal though. So we don't do external scheduling. So there's no calendar like on your website. It's just all internal on the platform. There's SMS reminders and things like that. Um, that sort of keep it all organized, but everything in Musi is is inside its sort of bubble. I am so 
Yes, I am so glad you asked that question. I don't want to compete with the uh, the other folks that are doing this. And I'll give you a perfect example. I think uh, somebody said to me, uh, hey, do you have breakout rooms or uh, like, I think, uh, and this is my, my hat off to Muzi, who's created a, um, I think it's a, a practice room before your lesson starts. I thought it was a phenomenal idea. And in fact, one of the teachers that was working with me said, yeah, you got to do what Muzi's doing. I'm like, but that's great. I don't want to do what Muzi's doing. I'm going to do what I'm doing. And um, I really thought that was a phenomenal idea. In fact, there's so many things that Muzi and Musicology do that um, I'm super impressed about. But I don't want to get into that, that space. I want to stick with just the audio experience. And by doing that, people like Tanara reached out to me. And now I'm a very close friends with those folks in Tanara. And they're using Rock Out Loud Live exclusively. Whereas I'm not sure my competitors could do that because they offer a lot of the same features. And now Musico, Musico and I are we're in talks now and using Rock Out Loud the way Tanara uses it with music, you know, with Musico. So I have the flexi- flexibility to work with now my music staff. I'm working with uh, Tanara, Musico, uh, Teachers Own, the folks at Teachers Own, they use uh, the people that use that use my platform. So I'm not really competing with those other folks that offer the calendars and the practice rooms and, you know, the, the lesson sheets and stuff. I'm not doing that. You know, I'm totally different, focused on, you know, being what Zoom does and just focusing on that audio. That's why so many people are integrating me with their platform where I'm not competing with being a different platform. I'm just integrating with other platforms. I well, That's it. And that's what we'll always do. We're not going to. So like I said, there are a lot of people that are do a lot of people. My competitors are doing amazing things. Um, and, and I'm really impressed with the crap that they have. They, they're really, really good at what they do. I th- think they offer some amazing features, uh, but that's not, that's not what I do. I want to really focus on the audio. Um, well, we have private rooms where you can upload files to the student's room. Um, and this is a really great tool for, say, if your student is doing a theory exam. Um, I've had an actual personal experience with this with my students where they will write their practice exam and then they'll simply take a photo of it and upload it into their student room. And then I can mark it on um, the device itself, save it back to their room. And then during our lesson, we can access it with all of their markings and go over any mistakes that they've made. Um, I've also used it in an in-person lesson um, because I'm pretty conservative about um you know, being in people's houses or them coming into mine, I am doing a hybrid approach. So when I go to my students' houses once a month, um, we usually have a lesson outside and it's more theoretical based. And so we'll make use of um, the on-screen keyboard in that lesson and um, using the the whiteboard to work together. The whole issue of, of what happens after the, after the lesson. So like I said, Blink Session Music is not just an online uh, lesson platform. It's an, a complete robust system to do to run your music business. So we, we divide that into online lessons, uh, scheduling or organization, and then um, practice. So like I said at the beginning, I, when I was talking about resources, um, you can upload all your resources, uh, your music resources, like uh, as PDF, music, XML, audio, all these things into your teacher list and then assign them as homework. So then your student can come back in and log into their dashboard. They can go through that uh, that music you shared. They can they have the, the metronome tuner, all those uh, widgets available. And plus, they can record and submit that homework back to you. So 
we've tried to think about all the things that you need to do as a music studio or as a music teacher, not just for those online lessons, because we want to be the product that you use for your entire online uh, music lesson business, not just for this uh, online thing. We're, we, our philosophy is you, you shouldn't have to use 10 different apps just to do your, run your music business. So uh, we, we, we try to incorporate them all in one. Um, the other thing is that the student can log in or their parent with a separate login can log in and pay their, their, their invoices. If you want to use that feature, you can write messages, all those other things. So uh, yeah, we really see what our feature set as going beyond just here's a cool video conferencing product. This episode was probably the meat of this entire series. And I wouldn't be surprised if you want to listen to this one more than once. And I am sure that you know another music teacher who wants to compare and contrast these pieces of software. So if you would do me and our founders a favor and click the little share button inside your podcast app and share this episode with someone that you met on Instagram or on TikTok or in a Facebook group, they will appreciate it. They will gain so much insight. I know making the decision to buy into a new piece of software can be overwhelming. And I don't want it to be overwhelming for you. You are in great hands with all of our founders. And it's a matter of making sure that you are using the software in a way that feels good to you and moves your business forward. I have lots of ideas as to how you can make money teaching music online. So click the link in the show notes to grab my brand new guide. And don't forget to come back next week for our final episode in the series. Okay, have a great day. And I look forward to wrapping this series up with you.